Well, moving to a place as different uh, to Australia as India to tell news stories requires embracing new food, culture and habits. But it can also mean embracing new ways of thinking. And that's what helped Southeast Asian correspondent Siobhan Hinu the most during her time spent reporting from countries across South Asia as well as Africa. Salman Rushdie said that India's gift was in the way it could teach you to view the whole world differently. Everywhere is terrible and wonder-filled and overwhelming if you open your sense to the actual pulsating beat, he said. There's no shortage of pulsating places and plenty of terror and wonder to go around in the countries I've been lucky enough to work in on this posting. From flying over the Hindu Kush in Afghanistan to choppering into the Swat Valley with the Pakistani army, from traipsing through the desert in Rajasthan to seeing the aftermath of the terrorist bombings in Sri Lanka and flying to the base of Mount Everest. I even had the great fortune to be sent to cover stories and crises in Zimbabwe, Zambia and Kenya, experiencing terror, awe and great fondness for countries I never expected to see. In this job, the highs are high and the lows are low. The chaos of living and working in India in particular can be enough to test anyone game enough to try it. The water and air are so contaminated that getting sick isn't a possibility, it's a certainty. Air pollution across many cities, Delhi especially, means the experience of living there is akin to smoking a pack of cigarettes a day for much of the year. Despite that, for a video journalist, working in South Asia is a dream. You can switch on the camera and not even move. Each frame is filled with fantastic colour and light and action. I learned to love filming my way around South Asia and was never bored by the faces and scenes I could capture. India and some of its neighbours do face astonishing challenges. But for me, because I lived it every day, the most astounding is the environmental one. I hadn't really mulled over the long-term impacts of climate change and environmental degradation until I came here. Now that I've been through three apocalyptic Delhi winters, otherwise known as pollution season, I have an idea of what the end of the world could look like. Add in worsening droughts, floods and heatwaves, and you have a pressure cooker of calamities that could prompt population crises of the scale we've never seen. Delhi, a city with a far bigger population than all of Australia, faces running out of groundwater next year. Bangladesh's fertile lowlands are at risk of being destroyed by rising sea levels. And when cyclones hit coasts along the Bay of Bengal, it's not unusual for the authorities to have to evacuate two million people at once. The scale of the threat and consequences are mind-blowing. If governments don't start planning to counter things like the air pollution that costs 8 million lives a year, there are parts of South Asia that will become uninhabitable. Working in such a chaotic place taught me skills I'd never imagined needing. But I guess therein lies the charm. This is not a place where everything goes to plan. There are always people in your face, in your frame, and wanting to know everything about you. You see, there's no such thing as being just an observer in India. You don't get to simply take a photo, pocket a few good anecdotes and leave. This part of the world shapes you, and it's a place where you will always be the protagonist in someone else's story. One of my favourite Indian concepts, one that I came to appreciate and embrace, is something called Jugad. Jugad means being able to inventively and creatively cobble together whatever resources are at hand to get the job done. You see it in South Asia in the way rural vehicles are made by cobbling together a tractor engine with planks of wood, or the way passengers jump out of those vehicles to place a block of wood as an improvised brake. 
In a place like India, Jugaad is just the way to get things done. Working solo as a video journalist, capturing film, photos and audio, all the while dealing with the challenging logistical problems of South Asia, not to mention applying the core journalistic skills of interviewing and finding out the facts, Jugaad became a way to survive and even thrive. It meant using gaffer tape to hold together pieces of equipment that didn't match, loading my camera and tripod into a rattling tuk-tuk to get through a new city, talking my way through checkpoints and navigating unruly airports that barely seemed to function. Jugaad meant sleeping in open huts full of insects in remote villages, improvising mosquito screens out of scarves, even paying street kids to get on their leaky, hand-built canoe made of refuse to film on a river. It meant teaching schoolgirls I'd just met to use my camera so they could film my own piece to camera in Pakistan. And it meant riding a camel into the Tar Desert to reach someone I wanted to interview. Jugaad means not giving in to the complications and breakdowns that can beset a foreign correspondent on the road in faraway places. It means making the most of what you have and finding a solution in any situation. South Asia and Africa are full of examples of people using what little they have to invent ways to solve problems. I think it's what gives the startup culture in both places such vim. It's how farmers keep going year after year in places where nature throws them insurmountable challenges. Jugaad is a way of life, and it's something I had to embrace to get by. It just might be the secret ingredient that gets this part of the world through the challenges that are coming. And that was uh, Siobhan Hinyu's final report from India.